Can we give a round of applause for this wonderful choir? Give a prayer. You are not clapping. Clap now. Choir, thank you. We appreciate. God bless you. If you have your Bible today in church, please open with me to Psalm 126. Just like we said, we are starting a new series this month. The Great Turnaround. Great Turnaround. Psalm 126, verses 1 to 3. Psalm 126, 1 to 3. And I read, When the Lord, can we read it together? When the Lord turned again the captivity, put your name there, Francis Tekubo, we were like them that dream. Verse 2 says, then was our mouth filled with laughter. God will fill your mouth with laughter. And our tongue with singing. You will sing a new song. And then said, they among the hidden, the Lord. You see, the miracle God will do for you will not be limited to you. Uh, it will be visible for others to see. And when others see, they said, ah, God indeed has been so good to them. That will be your testimony this month in Jesus' name. Look at verse 3. It says, The Lord indeed has done what? Great things for us. Whereof we are what? Throughout this month, you'll be glad. Throughout this month, God will do great things. He will do great things for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. What is turnaround? Or what is great turnaround? It is a process. A process of good things to come. A process of change. You see, when we talk about turnaround, we are saying, I am enjoying a miracle that for days I will be thinking, am I dreaming or am I sleeping? There are several examples in the Bible where you find people that God has done things for. And they never knew whether they were dreaming or whether they were in the daylight. What do we mean by turn around? It is an overturning of your captivity. Overturning of what? Your captivity. As many as are under any captivity or the other. It is overturned today in the name of Jesus. What is turn around? It is taking a broken relationship and turning it into a message of hope and restoration. Things that ne people never thought God would turn around for you. Suddenly, it became a source of restoration. That will be your portion in Jesus' name. What is turning uh, the great turnaround? We are saying it is taking the worst in your life. It is taking the mess in your life. It is taking the impossible in your life and God turning it into a, a wonderful message of the best. And that is what God is going to do this February. I'm expectant. I don't know about you. That is what God will do for you in the name of Jesus. Therefore, every work of the enemy in your life that has put you in this condition you find yourself, they will be uprooted in the name of Jesus. Maybe you don't understand what that verse is saying. And I will just mention a brief thing. He said, when Zion was released, 
when we talk about Zion, we're talking about the children of Israel. From their bondage, several things happened. The first thing that happened was that it was like they were dreaming. God blessed them and they said, could it be me? Am I the same person? Number two, their mouth, the Lord filled with what? Laughter. Maybe there is somebody here you've been weeping and God says, I should tell you, stop weeping. I will fill your mouth with laughter. Ah, the Bible says, <laughs> joy cometh what? Joy comes when? He said, weeping may endure for what? Just one night. But joy comes in the morning. Number three, the Bible says their tongue were filled with singing. The first one was with laughter. The second one is with what? Singing. You know that what there could be an old song that you've been singing and suddenly God decided to do what? Give you a new song. And new songs are always very good. They are always good. The Lord will give somebody a new song. Receive a new song today in the name of Jesus. Number four, the Bible says, the hidden now began to testify. You are not the one testifying now. It is people who saw what God has done. They said, ah, I think I can see the hand of God in this life. That will be your story. This month. That will be your story. And finally, we were told that they did what? They testified now among themselves that in case you didn't know, now I'm telling you this is what God has done. You will testify this month in the name of Jesus. I say you will testify. Now, what happens when God decides to bring about a great turnaround in our life? Number one, God takes away garment of shame. He takes away reproach. Anyone that you have ever seen that God has turned their story around, you find that shame will become a thing of the past. Can you imagine somebody trusting God for the fruit of the womb? Remember the story of the pastor for 28, 20, how many years now? 22 years, he didn't have a child. He said the pressure was on him, even though he was a very senior pastor in this commission. He said the parents said, look, we will take you to where they will give you children. We know you're a pastor. You know what you'll do? You'll bring the child to the church. Then we'll now pray for the, ch for the child. So that whatever evil that child is bringing. He said, no, I will have to wait for God. And let me tell you, it's always good to wait on God. Let me tell you, it's always good to wait on God. The first set of twins were girls. I was the one who named those children. I told them, I said, you are coming back again. 18 months later, another set of twins. This time they are what? They were boys. You know, when we were doing the naming for the second, he said, Pastor, my name has changed. He said, nobody will now just, he said, they now name me after these children. That will be your story. In the name of Jesus. So, one thing you see is that God removes what? Shame and reproach. Number two, he reverses every evil verdict concerning you. Oh, somebody said you will never amount to anything. Somebody said you will never go far. You know what God does? He now takes it 
and make it a talking of liars. So that when people look at you, they say, is it not the fellow they say cannot go very far? See, he's even flying. That will be your portion in Jesus' name. Number three, he breaks every cause and covenant against you. There are some of us who are going through things we don't know anything about. When we were young, our parents took us to the Faurekul. They took us to the Habalist. They took us to wherever you can never imagine. What was it? The reason is because they wanted protection for us. I told you of a young lady who, when she got married, that was a problem. Why? Because when she was young, she came from a polygamous, and the mother, there were three girls, took them to a herbalist. And the herbalist will, of course, mess them up and do all sorts of things. Now, when she got married, the husband now became a problem. I mean, the problem the husband never had began to have it. So one day she came and said, Pastor, I don't know. Before I met this man, he was prosperous. Before I met this man, he was importing, he was exporting. Before I met this man, he said, but suddenly, things were not the way I expected it to be. And he said, the only thing I can remember was that when we were young, for the sake of protection, our mother used to take us. We had to break that call. I mean, there was nothing that fellow put his hand. It will come down. He got to a point that he borrowed money from people. And before you knew what was happening, people were looking for him all over the place. In fact, some people sent police and all the rest of them. At the end, he ran away from the country and went to another country. Why? Because of covenant. Because of curses. But thank God today, the curse is over. You may be here Maybe there is a curse over your life. There will be a great turnaround. Everything limiting you, God will remove it today in the name of Jesus. Everything resisting your progress in life, the Lord will remove it in the name of Jesus. What happens when God brings what? About a great turnaround. He breaks every barrier and he lifts up all what? Embargoes. He breaks what? Every barrier. And he lifts up what? Embargo. Of course, you remember the story of the three Hebrew children. There was what? Embargo on them. Where were they kept? The three Hebrew children in Daniel. Where were they kept? Where? Fairy furnace. You know what that means? They were meant to be born alive. In fact, they, were, they wanted to cremate, you know, you know what they call cremation here. Uh, that is, they, they did for it for them alive. That as you are alive, we want to burn you into ashes. But you know one thing about God is that God is so awesome. The hefty men that took them and said, look, you, go and perish. The Bible says they were the first to be the first to be burnt. In fact, their ashes could not be found. And that is how powerful God was. And they were there, not for one minute, not for one hour, not for three hours. They were there. And the king suddenly looked and said, did we not put, they forgot that there were people who took them there, those ones have disappeared. He said, did we not put three men inside the furnace? 
But it's like we see a fourth man that looks like the son of God. And the king now cried out and said, Meshach, what again? Chedrach and Abednego, do what? Come! And they walked out. You know one thing again about it? The Bible says that even the dress they wore didn't get but in, You know women when they are frying and when they are cooking and you get there, you meet them, you know ah, this lady is just coming from where? The kitchen. The Bible says the smell of fire was not even on their garment. These are great miracles that God alone could do. And that is what he's going to do in your life. I say that is what he's going to do today in the name of Jesus. He will break every barrier. He will lift every embargo on your life in Jesus' name. He recovers and restores all stolen virtues and benefits when there is great turnaround. And finally, he terminates all ongoing satanic projects in your life, including sickness, and then gives you a fresh start. But today, I want to pray for you that every closed door must open. I say every closed door must open for your sake. Every closed door must open for your sake. Every closed door must open for your sake. The Lord will turn things around in your life this year in the name of Jesus. Let me give you examples in the Bible of people who had a turnaround. You remembered Abraham. Abraham was an idol worshiper. Is that not true? But God turned things around for him. He suddenly became the worshiper of Jehovah God. Moses is another example. He moved from being a fugitive murderer and he became a deliverer in the hand of the almighty God. Another example is Ruth, a lonely woman who lost her only jewel, her husband. But God turned her situation around and she became who? married to a millionaire of those days. Of course, you remember the Rahab. Rahab was a harlot, a prostitute. Oftentimes, when we hear things like that, we said, what has God got to do with a harlot? But God has a lot to do with who? Harlot. In fact, he specializes in helping harlots. Today, we call them prostitutes. This woman has a questionable character, but he became one of the descendants of who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, you remember the story of David, the ignored shepherd who was at the backside of the desert. And when men who are capable of becoming kings were being searched for, he was never remembered. Not even his father. His father forgot him. But of course, you knew what happened. God did something. He later became who? The, the king of Israel. Esther is another good example. An orphan, refugee, has nobody to help him except his uncle. But she later became the beautiful queen of a king in another land. How about Zacchaeus? If you have heard about people who they call crooks, Zacchaeus is who? The greatest of crooks. 419. Criminal. 
The Bible says he heard that Jesus was coming. He picked race. Is that not what he did? The Bible says he was a short man. A short man. Uh, I don't know what to talk about short men. But it is not today I want to talk about short men. But because he needed to see Jesus, the Bible says he did what? <laughs> he climbed what? <laughs> he, little did he know that his case would be mentioned. You are here today. You don't even know your case will be mentioned. But I want to tell you, your case will be mentioned. Your case is getting attention in the heavens in the name of Jesus. As soon as Jesus got there, he said, come down, my friend. Uh -uh. Who told him I was here? And he came. He immediately began to confess. He said, look, I know I'm a crook. Greatest of crook. But whosoever I have taken anything from, today I will give it back. How many times? How many? Bible student, how many? Four. He said, even though people see me as a crook, I will do what? I will replace it fourfold. Ah, Jesus changes my said salvation as what? It has come in. In other words, God is expecting us to repent. Let me tell you one thing. This is great turnaround. You can be the worst crook in town. Yet, Jesus will come visiting you. He was the greatest of the crook, but Christ did what? He said, let's go to your house. We must do what? We must have a lunch today. Brethren, let me tell you, there is no situation that is too much for God to turn around. And that is one thing I want you to know. Oh, people may tell you what is happening to you. It has never happened to anybody. It's a lie. God is capable of turning situation you never thought he can turn around. He will turn it 360 degrees. And that is what he's going to do this month for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, before I pray, I want us to look at one man in the Bible. Please, turn your Bible with me. 2 Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5. Then we'll go and pray. Today, every frustration must give way to fulfillment in your life in Jesus' name. Are you there? Let's just read the first two, three verses. Can we read it together? It says, now, who? Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master. And honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man of value. Number two. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of where? A little maid. Did what? And she waited on Naaman's wife. Verse 3. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he will recover him. You may not understand this story very well. This was a four or five star general. That day, that girl was just doing a normal, you know, house girl now. When he saw a guy, said, ah, this garment a guy used to wear is what is covering everything now. What is inside is not too good. It's not even too good to look at. There are some of us, what we are using this jacket to cover uh, may not look too good. But today, I have good news for you. I say I have good news for you. So, the Bible said this guy was a general, a man of value, a man of substance. 
A man of greatness. Mighty, he was honorable. The Bible even went on to say, Naaman has an enviable statistics that no other fellow. He said, through him, they will go, they will raid, they will come back with a lot of stuff. But there is something. When the Bible begins to say, but after a statement, you know what that means? It means it is not too good. When somebody is speaking and suddenly, and he said what? But, you know what that means. But not so good. In spite of all these appellations that he had, he was what? A leper. You may not know what it means to be a leper. A leper in those days can be like somebody who has cancer today. And that is the way I will look at it. It's like something that nobody is able to help you out with. In fact, we were told that lepers are not allowed in the congregation. You are not even allowed to do what? To mix with other people. Ah, those of us who came from the overseas, because the people there say we are overseas. They too, they are now overseas now. Is that not true? Eh, we, we were told that they have what? Leper colony. Mm, it is for just lepers. The association. So once you have leprosy, people just say, look, you don't belong here. Let's take you to where you belong. In other words, you have been condemned to do what? To die. Everyone here who has been condemned to die, I pray for you. Death is destroyed in your life in the name of Jesus. And you know what that means. This man was a leper. How can everything be looking so great on the surface? How can he be wearing the best of clothes? Very expensive. Putting on chain. Putting on everything. But not so good on the inside. What happened? I want us to learn just a few lessons from this. Number one. There was a challenge in the life of this man. In spite of all his credentials. There may be some of us who have all the best credentials. All the things we have ever hoped for. But yet there are what? challenge. You are not alone. God today will come through for you in Jesus name. Every faces, everyone who faces challenge here today God will come through for you in the name of Jesus. And let me tell you, everyone faces challenges one way or the other. In case you don't know. We face seemingly problems that we don't even know how to solve. It could be financial, it could be marital, it could be career, it could be whatever. Today, the God of great turnaround will turn situation around for you in Jesus' name. But number two is this, and this is one thing I want you to note, that in the midst of this challenge, that this man did not know anything, the God of great turnaround was equally at hand. He was what? At hand. In that situation you find yourself, do you know God has gone ahead of you? Little did he know that the girl he brought to the house who was a servant, and that's why I tell you, don't, don't look down on people because you never know how they will become your saving grace. People you never thought. And the problem with many of us is that we are always looking at one particular direction. That God will do what? He will help me. But when you are now disappointed, you now turn your eyes to go to God. Help will come for you. 
from diverse uh, direction that you never thought of in Jesus' name. You see, God works, God is at work in each of our life each time we face challenges. There was a solution to this leprosy through that house girl. And it is people you thought cannot help you that will always come through for you in Jesus' name. Look at what happened in Exodus 17, 5 to 7. Exodus 17, 5 to 7. Says God is always a step of what? Ahead of your challenges in life. The children of Israel were crying. They needed water. They needed this. They needed that. Uh, things were. And God went ahead of them and told, What is in your hand? He says, A rod. Why are you allowing these people to be crying? Do what? Stretch that. Nobody ever thought water will come out of what? I pray for you. Because of your sin, God will bring out water from the rock. Uh, it, looks, it may look so impossible now, but God will do it for you in Jesus' name. I say God will do it for you in Jesus' name. God works deliberately, lovingly, and carefully to solve all your problems. My prayer is that your eyes will be open in the name of Jesus. Number three, Naaman was a desperate man. The only reason why many of us remember where we are is that we are not desperate. When it comes to prayer, you know what we do? We just pocket our hand. In fact, some of us will just stand like this and we'll be looking. Have you ever been to any emergency where somebody who is dying and he walked and said, yes, I just came to report myself. I know this is an emergency. The doctor will just laugh and say, look, this one does not have any problem. Is that not true? But somebody, even before he was brought in, he's screaming, who, ha, who? In fact, if they are doing surgery. They will say, I think this one will die before. This one we have gotten to. Let's do what? The problem with many of us is that we are so comfortable with our situation. This guy was not. He was desperate. When the guy told her, he initially took it. But when they now told her there is somebody, what did he do? He packed his belongings and he headed for where? Israel. He packed his things. Let me tell you, when it comes to issues of your life, desperation is what? Is allowed. I told you, I used to wet bed. You know, I've told you this, and I'll keep telling you. Uh, I'm a bed, I used to be a bed wetter. A professional one, too. Oh, you are laughing. Today, God has given me the victory. Professional one, too. If I sleep in the afternoon, I must bet. bet. Uh, if I sleep, any t even if I just doze off, you know that kind of dream that you don't even know. You just see yourself pee. I say, God, take away this dream. As soon as I see myself peeing inside that, uh, know that everywhere is what? But my parents did everything they could, but nothing. And this, I mean, I was in the boarding house. You know what boarding house? For those of us who have been to the they will carry my bed. And they will be saying, map of Africa. And people will be singing. And they will be chanting. All around the dormitory. There was nothing I could do. Desperation came. I cried to God. I said, God, what my father, what my mother cannot do, please do it for me. If indeed you are God, help me out. You know that afternoon, even though I have just finished bedwetting, and I cried to God, that was the last in my life. And I'm telling you there is nothing God cannot do. 
But you need what? Desperation. You must get to the point where you say, God, nobody's here to help me but you. And you find that God can do it. Brethren, I want us to know something. That if you truly, if you truly trust God, God will come through for you. That man was desperate. As long as you can tolerate issues in your life, they will continue to torment you. Look at Batmius, the blind man. Mark 10, 46. He cried. He was only told Jesus Christ was doing what? Passing. He knew that would maybe his last opportunity of getting healed. He cried. People who can see, people who can walk, he said, keep your mouth what? Shut. It's not people like you that Jesus Christ is looking for. Many of us will come to church all the time. And people will say, what has he brought back today again? No, it's because you have not been so desperate. If you have been so desperate, those things we said in us, I mean, Psalm 126 will become your portion. People will even be saying, ah, it's a new song. It's a new day. It's a new dawn for you. And that will be your portion in Jesus' name. Were they able to put this man to, uh, ask him to be quiet? No. The Bible says the more they said be quiet, the more he did what? And what was he crying for? He said, thou son of David, do what? Some of us, we need to cry to God and say, God, all I need is what? Mercy. And there is nothing as good as you asking God for what? Mercy. And when you ask God for mercy, God comes through for you. The Lord is coming through for somebody here today in Jesus' name. I said, he's coming for somebody in Jesus' name. Eventually, this man, because of time, became healed. Even though they told him, go and dip in what? In River Jordan. You have no testimony with leprosy until you have been healed of leprosy. Until that issue is taken away, you have no testimony. And that's what I want you to know. But there is a God of great turnaround. Today, God will smile on you. I say your latter end will be greater than your former in the name of Jesus. The Lord will change the status quo in your life for good in Jesus' name. That problem of life that is making your head to be bowed, today, God will raise up your head in Jesus' name. Yes, doctors have given you verdict. Doctors' word are human opinion. I have a friend. I just spoke to him three days ago. Each time I call, I won't get to a response. So this time around, I just left him and said, well, I don't know what is happening, but I just feel like he's not in this state. Later he called back. He said, Pastor, what, is go what I'm going through is not something I can talk to you about on the phone. He said, but when I'm able to talk, we will discuss. Obviously, he had cancer. He had what? Cancer. But one thing I want you to know is that it may be the verdict of the medical doctor, but it is not the verdict of God. God has the final say over your life. I have seen people who have terminal diseases and they bounce back. I have a sister in Europe. I visited her last year. Immediately they said she, she doesn't smoke long cancer. Where will she get it from? The husband, everybody began to weep that God, with all we have done, served you. 
Is this what you are going to reward? In fact, three six, you know, so many things will just run in your head that it doesn't mean the end as what. Because what the doctor is telling you, begin to count what? Days. In fact, they tell them, if you want to swim, if you want to dance, begin to dance. If you want to eat anything, begin to eat because it is just a matter of what? But that is the verdict of medical doctor. But today, she's healed and hurt. No more cancer. Let me tell you something. No man has the final say over your life. Only God. And God will give you a turn around. Shall we please be upstanding because of time? The Lord asked me to tell somebody here that you should stop looking at the storm. Stop looking at what? The storm. Stop looking at the storm in your life. Stop looking at the problem in your life. He said your problem are not the storm. The, your problem are not the biggest thing. He said the biggest thing in your life is who? Is Jesus. The problem is not the biggest thing. The biggest thing is who? Is Jesus. Isaiah 55 verse 12. Can we read it together? Isaiah 55 verse 12. Then we'll go and pray. Isaiah 55 verse 12. Look at what the Bible says there. Can we have it please? It says, for you shall go out with what? Joy and be left forth with the mountains, the hills that look like what? Problems. The Bible says they will do what? Break forth before you into what? Singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. This will be your portion today. I want you to just begin to thank God. Bless him and worship him. Because this man, after he was healed, the Bible says, he became thankful. He came back to the prophet and gave thanks. Brethren, the, most, the worst thing that can ever happen is ingratitude towards God. Without a, Ingratitude towards God is without excuse. Gratitude is not only important, it is very important to God. Thank him and say, Father, I thank you for all you have done. I bless your holy name. I worship you. I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Lord, help me to be thankful. Thank him for Calvary. Thank him for eternity. Thank him for the hope of eternal life. Thank him for meeting you at the point of your need. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, said, in everything give thanks. In everything give thanks. Every yoke of depression, Lord, we command them broken. Every yoke of depression in the life of your people, we command them open. We, we will command them broken in the name of Jesus. No depression is allowed in the life of your people. Depression is a spiritual weight. It is a, it's, it's on its mission to put you down. To put you down. It will not put you down. You will not remain a victim of depression. In the name of Jesus. The Lord of heaven will cause help to come for you. He will cause your joy to be full. He will grant you ultimate breakthrough. Inaccessible outside of praise. Lord will pray that everything you begin. You have proposed in our life. Father bring it to pass in the name of Jesus. Lord as we praise you today. As we worship you. May your name O oh Lord be glorified. Thank you Savior. We give you all the glory. In Jesus name we pray. You are here you have not given your life to Christ. I plead with you. You can't have any great turn around except you give God 
what belongs to him. The Bible says he came that we might have life and have it in abundance. He says the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, but I come that you may have what? Have life in abundance. You are here, you have not given your life to Christ. I want you to pray. I want to pray with you. God wants to help you. If you surrender your life, all those things you think they are a problem, they will no longer be an issue. They will never be an issue. All God is asking from you is surrender. Hand them over to me. And he will do it. Thank you, precious Father. Is there anybody I'd like to pray with you? I'd like to pray with you. I'd like to pray with you. I'd like to pray with you. Ah, Father, we thank you. Genesis 26, 22. Isaac said, the Lord has made room for us. Father, I pray for your people this month. Please make room for them at the top in Jesus' name. No more inhibition for them in Jesus' name. Lord, we push back every limitation to their destiny in the name of Jesus. Every work of the enemy in their life we uproot in the name of Jesus. Let this month be the greatest, the best for them in the name of Jesus. Give them a miracle. A miracle that they will forever be thankful for in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Can somebody shout a big hallelujah? Uh, you are not shouting it as if you mean it. Shout a big hallelujah! Let's just stretch forth our hands unto our pastor this morning. Let's begin to thank God for his life. Let's thank God that even as he has watered us this morning, the Lord will water him. Let's pray that the God of great turn around. We turn everything about him around in the name of Jesus. Let's pray that the anointing upon his life will not run dry. That God will be sufficient for him. That God will show forth for him at every point in his life in the name of Jesus. That he will not fall. He will not fail. He will not falter in the mighty name of Jesus. That this work that God has placed in his hand, the Lord will take it higher. That the Lord will take it to a new level in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, King of glory. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Please be seated. It's time to pay our tithe. We are not giving tithe. We are paying our tithe. It's a tenth of what you have made and you owe God that. So if you want to pay your tithe this morning, please walk to the front majestically. If you are paying your tithe this morning, please come forward. Please come forward. I just want to encourage us this morning that, um, you know, paying tight 